Welcome to Debate, the show where we convince you, the audience, and each other that anything can be worthwhile. You just need a little bait. Disclaimer, we do not claim to be professionals of anything discussed in this podcast. We just like to enjoy things. Also, we do not condone anything unjust, criminal, or immoral. This is just pure, lighthearted, wholesome fun. My name is Ronnie. And my name is Victor. And today, we're going to debate why I think salty and sweet do go together. Thank you very much. But don't get it twisted. We're not debating. We're debating. Good day to you, Ronnie. Good day, as always. All especially right. since it's a new episode, it's always a good time. Yes. And you know what? I'm a little hungry. Oh, no. And you know, just, <laughs> you know, just the perfect, perfect way to satiate my appetite is a good old scoop of bacon ice cream. <laughs> you know... We've actually been talking about this <laughs> even way even before um we planned this episode. Um yeah. yeah. And I still do not agree with this whole sweet and salty thing. Yeah, and this is very good because you know you're getting two opinions basically to anyone who's listening out there. You get um Ronnie's opinion and then you get the right opinion. <laughs> oh no! Okay. This is just. This I'm is... very curious though, because yes, I, I'm not really someone who's really picky when it comes to eating. I just eat whatever mm-hmm. is given to me. Mm-hmm. But just the idea of sweet and salty, I just don't think it's right. <laughs> I mean, you think it's not right, but then you're actually eating it more regularly than you think you do yeah 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 right and there's there's one there's one um is this is it considered a meal i don't think so but there's one that came into my head mm-hmm. when i was thinking about this i might be the only one who buys ice cream and like french fries and dips the french fries in the ice cream and like no it. i enjoy that too very much like yeah, e- mcdonald's one i could think of mm-hmm. mcdonald's had a whole commercial around that so that you would want to buy their fries and uh sundae together so Mm. salty and sweet and it goes together okay but in my defense Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm not accusing you of anything expected desire you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. I didn't expect to like that. I just, you know, for fun, just a curious mind, a curious <laughs> soul, a curious human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying something new. Discovered it was really good. But besides that, I can't really think of anything else that's sweet and salty that just goes well. All right. Okay, sure. Yeah. And that's how we start the episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So, to anyone out there who has different food preferences, just know that we're not going to attack you for loving your food that way. Because, you know, it's food. It's food. Any, if, as long as you're eating well and um, eating healthy, like, no one's going to stop you from eating what you want to eat. Unless it's human beings. We do not condone cannibalism. <laughs> yeah. We don't promote Hannibal Lecter. But um, I'm just saying... That salty and sweet do go together because we're going to go scientific. We're going to look at actual research done by actual scientists. And I'm going to... Okay. Yeah, I'm going to tell you why it works. And it's only your psychology that 
might tell you it doesn't. It's maybe how you grew up, the kinds of foods that were regular to you, as to how that influenced your diet today. But I'm going to tell you why, in scientific terms, salty and sweet do go together and it does, it not only is delicious, but it also develops your taste buds in your tongue and it also helps you develop your gut. So how deep are we going into science here? Not too deep, not how too deep. deep. We're not gonna, I'm not, I'm not smart. Let is me this, just. <laughs> this is going to be a whole lecture. <laughs> this isn't going to be a whole lecture. I'm not smart at all. I'm just saying that I found some things online. And before you go and comment to me, you know, double check your, your sources. Make sure they're academic papers. Yes. <laughs> I already did that. Thank you very much. These are not from uh, quack.com or The Onion. <laughs> These are. <laughs> These are researches done by actual journalists, actual scientists, and uh, I'm just—I just want to tell you guys why it actually works and why you should try exploring in your palate. Who knows? You might have a new favorite that isn't in the norm, or maybe this whole time you've been eating sweet yeah. and salty and just never knew it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I'm about to find that out. Honestly, <laughs> that's that's a fear that that's that I'm probably going to realize or a realization i'm going to make throughout <laughs> this episode maybe maybe so you're, you're going to say things and i am just gonna be like huh yeah, yeah you're right yeah that's true all right <laughs> <laughs> all right so to start off i'm just going to list down some foods that i know have salt and sugar together and are salty and sweet by nature and i'm going to ask ronnie here if he has eaten these and enjoys them I think so, it's probably yes to everything. So, have you ever eaten um, chocolate-covered pretzel sticks? Like Pocky or... Um, what's, the, what's the Japanese one? Because the Korean one is Pocky. The Japanese one is... I don't know. Wait, was it? Po like, what's that? Like, Pocky? Like, P-O-C-K-Y? It has another brand. I only know the Jack and Jill one. Yeah, there's a there's the one in the Philippines with the Jack and Jill. Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm just gonna say Pocky is Japanese and Pepero. Pepero is Korean. That's what I was actually thinking about. I was like, wait, isn't Pocky Japanese? Like what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Pocky, okay. Japanese, and then Pepero, Korean. And that is essentially sweet and salty because a pretzel stick is salty by nature. It's a cracker with salt. And it's dipped in chocolate. Have you eaten that? And do you enjoy it, Ronnie? There, there's salt in those sticks. Yes, in the pretzels. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've eaten those foods, but huh? I've never tasted because I think. Okay, here's what I think. Mm -hmm. I think the sh the sweetness just overpowers the saltiness to where you don't realize it. I guess. Hmm. All right. Yeah. So. That's one. Another one. Do you like California Maki? Oh, you know, me and California Maki go way back. <laughs> I remember having those at least like once a week. Mm -hmm. Somewhere around that, that number. Yeah. So, California Maki rolls have seaweed, which is salty, or umami, and it has mango, which is sweet. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, have you ever had Hawaiian pizza? Oh yeah. Come. Yes, of course. Yes. Now, um, to all pineapples on pizza haters out there, I'm not gonna say you can't enjoy pizza with pepperoni. All right. Pizza is meant to be diverse, just like how the world is diverse. So you can't just say pizza should only have one topping. That's like saying. The world should only be white. <laughs> so you can't say that. But Ronnie, do you en- do you enjoy pineapples on pizza? Yes, I do. And I do the same. And so pizza is savory or salty by nature because of the cheese and the meat, like the ham. Pineapple is sweet, right? Mm. Okay, I kind of see your point here. It was a, it was it's way different than what I had in mind. So what I had in mind was like something really salty and like something really sweet, like chocolate, or like you know. Oh, there is actually this show in Korea, um, where they advertise like um new ways to eat chicken because chicken is really really widespread in Korea. Wait, new ways to eat chicken? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Isn't it just like a two step like? use your hand to grab it or like new ways to enjoy chicken i mean like yeah new ways to enjoy chicken like it's cooked in a different way and for something and there was one dish there it's called choco chicken chocolate chicken yes it's chicken that's covered in dark chocolate oh that's and you know what the verdict was you know what the verdict was when um the the people on the show ate it I I bet they're gonna say it's. They said it was good. It's surprisingly good. Oh wait, my mind's processing this. <laughs> I'm trying to think of chicken and chop. No, oh. And and in Taiwan, there is a burger there that they release for April Fools, which is a choco burger, the choco whopper. It's chocolate syrup on the patty. And. It was supposed to be a joke, but then people really liked it that they kept lining up for it. Um, that's interesting, actually. Mm-hmm. And just personal anecdote, um, some guys I'm friends with who I'm in a group chat with sent me this photo just hours earlier when we were recording hours? this. Okay, yeah, this is hot off the press. Yes, hot off the press. Someone sent me a picture of... Um, chocolate chip cookies and like two chocolate chip cookies and then in the middle there's a burger patty with cheese huh and then that person said hey look it's a it's a cookie cheeseburger ha 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 and you know what my friends in the group chat said they said weird but i'd like to try it okay okay so just to be clear i haven't tried that combination yet but it's you'd you'd be interested in it. You'd I'd be, be interested, interested too. To yeah, it. I I also said the same thing. I was like, yes, I want to try also. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So with that said, there's weird stuff, quote unquote weird that you would associate. Why why do you mix those things together? Like, uh, bacon ice cream. Like I said earlier, why mix bacon and ice cream together? Okay, that I I I can't. Right. <laughs> But bacon is essentially a sweet and salty item already, right? Because it's yeah, yeah. I, it's there, some people mix it with honey. 
No, it's already cured. It's already cured with honey. Oh, okay. Like okay. the the that that's how it becomes bacon, especially if you buy like uh bacon that's been processed. That's how they preserve it by curing it with honey and sugar. So it's essentially already a sweet and salty item. So why wouldn't it make sense with ice cream? And I'm I'm saying the best way to enjoy what? this, the best way to enjoy bacon ice cream is by eating it with the favorite combination I have to ice cream, pandesal. But what kind what flavor of ice cream? Bacon ice cream. Or does it matter? Bacon ice cream. Bacon ice cream oh, wait, with wait, pandesal. Wait, wait, talking about like a flavor itself. Yes, a flavor. Bacon. Okay, yes. I thought you were saying, I thought you were talking about like bacon and ice cream. Oh, that could be too. Like bacon and ice cream and pandesal. <laughs> it's essentially the same thing. Yeah, it's essentially the same thing. <laughs> I I know there's some weird ice cream flavors out there. Mm-hmm. There's chili chocolate. But... I love chili chocolate. Yeah, and bacon? I mean, it's oily and like meaty. Like, how can that be good on ice cream? But you know, bacon ice cream is essentially the same texture as mayonnaise, and mayonnaise mm-hmm. you put with meat on a sandwich. Still, right? So, wait, is, has this been done already, or is it something you want? I I have eaten it, and I oh. I I enjoy it. Whoa. Yes. Okay. Like, um, in Korea, there's also this thing called an inkigayo sandwich. And the inkigayo sandwich is jelly, eggs, ham, and... What was it? It was like jelly, eggs, ham. Yeah, I think it was jelly, eggs, and ham. And people who try it always say that it's a surprisingly good taste. It's not as rare to find a sweet and salty mm-hmm. salty food out there. Right? Okay. And also, with chocolate chip cookies, if you put um, sea salt on top before you eat it, it actually intensifies the chocolate flavor. Yeah, I feel like chocolate chip cookies are already sweet, sweet and salty. Right? Because of like the... You put salt in the dough. But then like, mm-hmm. you, put, you put salt after it's cooked. Like when it's fresh off the oven, you put salt a little bit so that it it intensifies the chocolate flavor. And I'm going to go more into that later on. But the point I'm trying to make is that there are so many sweet and salty foods out there. Some that you think are just regular food that, oh, it's actually sweet and salty. But then also other things that you never would think goes well. But then it does. So sweet and salty essentially is... Either something that's already been done or something that should be done more. Yes. Yes. Because so far, based on all the replies or like all the reactions that's getting, it's it might be a big thing. Or maybe it is already a big thing and I just don't know about it. <laughs> in Asia, I think. In Asia, it's a big thing. In Asia. <laughs> I think in Asia because we have a more developed uh, palette Oops, I mean, I mean, <laughs> we don't eat, um, we don't eat the same thing every day. We have more variety in our food, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, hearing all that, hearing all the food that I just listed down, do you think that sweet and salty 
is still something that's so rare? Or do you think that it's actually not as rare as you think? I guess it's pretty common. We just don't know it. Mm -hmm. Or I just don't know it. (laughs) Hey, it's not just you. It's people out there. It's the people listening. It's the people listening. Mm -hmm. Now, we're going to react to your unpopular opinions we've searched far and wide. So if you want to... If you want us to react to your unpopular opinion, don't hesitate to hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at debatingpod. D e b a i t i n g p o d. Music Again, to my ears. Debatingpod at d e b a i t i n g p o d. Okay. Yes. Gonna get hard. Gonna be hard to get used to. <laughs> it's okay. So yes, we're going to react to your unpopular you opinions now. Mm-hmm. And we actually have some from our listeners now. Thank so, you so much. Thank you so much. We want your opinions. Go If you're listening right now, type in your opinion right now so that we can react to it and so that we can think of a more creative way to tell you guys that we're reacting to your unpopular opinions. Because mm-hmm. right Hopefully now... we're not dissing your opinions. Yeah. Because <laughs> right now, I, I really don't like how we just say, we're going to react to your unpopular opinions. It's <laughs> it's, it's, it's too blunt. I, I like something with... Uh, a bit more pizzazz a bit more pizzazz and the only way for me to think more is if people pressure me so guys pressure me pressure me to think pressure us to think pressure us to think more about it yeah thank you so much for the submissions it really means so much it brought us so much joy yes yes you guys are also interested in this new segment yes so the first one is actually from my sister. Thank you so much to my sister who's listening and supporting. Thank you so and much. She said that Sinigang is better than Tinola. Now, for those who aren't familiar with the two dishes, Sinigang is essentially a stew with mm-hmm. um, a savory and sour flavor profile because of um, tamarind and meat mixed in together mm-hmm. with this too so the broth tastes sour and savory at the same time because of the meat and because of uh, yeah. the tamarind and then tinola is a stew without the tamarind and just um the meat with some vegetables mm-hmm. basically so how are we gonna do this <laughs> what do you say to that statement sinigang is better than tinola I have to think for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also need to really think really hard. All right. I agree to some extent. Because I feel like there's more because the soup has flavor. Mm-hmm. You can say that the soup has layers. <laughs> it has layers. There we go. <laughs> has layers. And it usually comes with meat. So mm-hmm. you're, you're pretty much getting a package deal. Mm-hmm. If you're, um, you know, you're getting the meat, the soup soup the flavor Mm -hmm. the beautiful flavor yes and you get vegetables Ooh, and you get rice you mix the rice with the soup and then you eat it and then it's so good feel all warm inside Mm -hmm. so i agree uh for me i i find sinigang to be a more interesting flavor than tinola yeah so i think it's a similar opinion i just don't want to not eat tinola also because I also find tinola enjoyable. I why why am I saying tinola? Why am I saying tinola like I'm a foreigner? 
<laughs> I live in the Philippines. Tinola. That, you know what? That's that's me. Every time <laughs> I start a conversation in English, my accent just says goodbye. <laughs> my accent. I sound like my I'm accent. a... My accent. All right. So, yeah. Mm. To my sister, who's listening, um, we agree. Sinigang is better than Tinola. Sin, sinigang. All right. <laughs> <laughs> sinigang. Sinigang. Wait, was there someone, wasn't there a celebrity who said that, like, sinigang is, like, the the trademark, it's, like, the hallmark of Filipino food? Who was Wait, that? What? No, no, no. Um, Someone said it. Who said sinigang? Sinigang. Celebrity. The... I think it's, I think there's a joke where, like, YouTube video where he brought people to a Filipino restaurant and they had sinigang and, was it sinigang or tinola? Not sure. <laughs> Sinigang or tinola? Ooh. Ugh. I guess I think some people like confuse them, like confuse them. I guess. Sometimes. Ah, here, here. It's it was Liza Soberano. She said that Liza. Yeah, she said that. Um, I'm Pinoy because I love sinigang, and then you know, like the the national food is um widely agreed upon, which is adobo. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, that's like the national okay. food, adobo. And then for her to say that uh, Sinigang makes her Filipino, it people made fun of her for it. <laughs> I mean... That's true. I mean, if maybe if we've tasted Liza Sobrano's Sinigang, then we would say, oh, it's so delicious. It should be the national food. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. But yeah. We don't know. So the next one we have is from Instagram also. Mm-hmm. We have... One about a very beloved television show, which Ooh. I personally love, and I don't. And Victor, I don't think he's seen this show yet. I maybe we'll talk about it in a future episode, but I don't have the time or the patience for television shows. <laughs> okay, so I'm just gonna convince you, I guess, because I totally agree with this point. Okay, go. Um, it's about how I met your mother. Mm-hmm. The character Barney and Robin should have been Endgame. Not Ted and Robin. Okay. Okay. I should have convinced I should have me because I know nothing. A, a spoiler warning. Ooh. I should have given a spoiler warning. But okay. I mean, I it's strongly... it's been so long. It's been so long. So it's been so long. So I guess people know. Yeah. I mean, I strongly agree with this opinion. I, I even saw in when I was searching YouTube, like when I finished the show. Mm-hmm. When I finished the show, like the first time, I felt so cheated on. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like. I was expecting something, but it gave me something else that I, I did not ask for and want <laughs> in the yeah. first place. Okay, so spoiler warning for anyone who hasn't seen the show, but the whole show is about, you know, Ted trying to find... Ted telling the story of how he met how his wife, the the mother. Yes, yes. But in the end of, at the, in the, end of the series, Ted ends up with Robin. Who isn't the mother? Okay. So, I guess I mean from that statement, you can probably tell why people were disappointed because like the whole point of the show was like how I met your mother and like, like and the, at one point in the show, Robin and Ted even made an agreement like oh I don't think we're right for each other. Okay. So, like, let's not you know. Yeah. So they did, and then Barney has like the best character like arc in like the whole show because mm-hmm. he goes from like a 
sleeping with girls every night, cheating, playboy, cool guy into like a faithful, devoted, yeah. into like a more mature into a lover, <laughs> into a lover, a lover, more mature lover, a lover. We didn't expect him to be in a relationship, and out of all the girls, he chose Robin, and it just breaks my heart that they just threw all that away. When you know it was so sudden. <laughs> oh really? This is turning around. This is gonna turn quite <laughs> It was so sudden when it happened because so I think it, I'm not sure if it was the last episode or the episode before, like Ted gets married and like they're all happy and then Barney just like casually tells his friends, Oh yeah, me and Robin are divorced. That's it. Oh really? It was like a big like it was like a super big issue about it. Oh and, like I don't know, just I just felt so cheated on because like Imagine they're working on like his character arc for three seasons. Wow, three seasons. Or like not three, maybe even more. Okay. And just to throw it all away in the end, just just to be like, haha, just kidding. They don't end up together. But hey, we know like they they tried. I think they tried to like compensate for it because in the end they were like, he starts. He has like a daughter at the end of the show for some reason. And, like, he starts being more like, oh, like, don't be disrespectful to women and stuff in the end. And I'm just like, eh, something, okay. but. <laughs> but still, <laughs> they should have been together. But you know what? The past in the past. People Let it go. To this day, I think, still do not like the original ending. And if you are watching the show, please search for the alternate ending. Oh, really? But you know There's what? an if alternate enjoyed, ending? Yeah, they released an alternate ending. Why? <laughs> but you know what? If you like the original ending, that's up to you. That's good for you. So yeah, I strongly believe that Barney and Robin should have been together. <sighs> Thank you. <laughs> <sighs> like hearing you talk about it so passionately, I... I don't even know if I want to watch the show anymore. <laughs> no, oh, <way>. no. <laughs> it's like I, I, oh okay. Yeah, because the ending's just so disappointing. Yeah, because I oh, I knew about this show when it was like in the middle of its run, I guess. And then even if you don't don't know the show, just from the title, "How I Met Your Mother," not "How I Met Your Mother," then. That and went back to Robin. my ex. How <laughs> much your mother then went back to my ex? Back to my ex. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, I feel like I just it for me. It feels mm-hmm. like it de- defeats like the whole purpose. Ah, but I mean, it makes sense of it because like you know, Robin was like this girl that he liked and like blah, blah. Still, it's like going back to your first love. It's like he never learned. Ah, <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, it's one. Of, it's like it's like one of those kinds of things, you know. Yeah, it's. But you know what? I really suggest that you guys listening watch the show. It's really good. But the ending is just... Tell me one Ooh. good thing about it. Because all I heard was just... <laughs> disappointment. <Everything. laughs> no, but like, okay. This, like, we're going to we're gonna talk about the show. No, just just tell me one thing. Why I want why I need to watch it. Why you need to watch it? Mm-hmm. One thing. Tell me one thing that so, will convince me. The, show's, the show doesn't treat its audience like dummies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I know it's like common to say. It's funny. Like, there's funny moments. Like, all right. At times they try to be like, 
like may, like maybe like friends where it's just like all comedy mm-hmm. but then they add like a little spice of wit and like you probably didn't see this coming but we were foreshadowing it the whole time oh. spoil what ha- what that night means but <laughs> you, you've seen the show you probably get it but they're clever and like they use that in comedy at the same time rather than just sticking to like comedy all the time okay okay like, being funny they're they're kind of, they're actually smart and like the choices they make are not entirely dumb like some are dumb of course, sitcoms, <laughs> you know, so that's the whole fun of sitcoms is that people make dumb people. decisions yeah but it's not that dumb like it's enjoyable but like they do things and you're like whoa this show really did that okay you really did that. <laughs> okay okay but i think I should rewatch it now that I'm talking about it. I'm kind of feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> you have this sudden urge to binge it again. So, now we're going to talk about the scientific stuff. We're okay. Now we're going to talk about why it actually works as a thing. Like a thing thing. Not like a, an opinion, but like a factual, scientifically proven thing. Why it actually works. Because humans are genetically coded to be omnivores right okay yeah we both eat both meat and vegetables mm-hmm. we're capable of mm-hmm. plants we're both capable of eating carnivorous uh, like carnivorous things and herb, herb, herbivores we're both capable of eating plants and meat and because of that our system is designed to eat both mm-hmm. and so because of that, our tongue has five senses of taste, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the mm-hmm. um, the sweet, the salty, the, uh, what was that? The sweet, the sour, the salty, the bitter, and the savory, or umami. Mm-hmm. And with that said, um, it's only been recently discovered that those five senses of taste are not actually distinct from each other. It's better oh. to taste to taste a lot of things at the same time because because as an omnivore you're supposed to detect things you're supposed to detect multiple tastes in your mouth that's how the tongue is designed is is this supposed to be for all people or only this is supposed some for people? for regular people if you have like a if you have like a condition with your tongue where you don't have a sense of taste then it might not work, but if you're a regular human being and um, you've had the checkup from the doctor and the doctor says you're fine, nothing's wrong, then <laughs> yes, you're supposed to have different sensations of taste in your food. And with that said, when you eat foods that are mixed together with different flavors, it helps develop your tongue to detect flavors more often and it helps your gut to process different kinds of food more because if you eat one thing every day for the rest of your life you're not developing your palate and you're not developing your gut to uh, react positively to the things you're eating do you remember that story about like that girl in britain who ate instant ramen for like years on end and she had like so many body complications that if she tried different foods her body would actually reject it oh 
Yeah. I did not hear about this. There was this girl who ate um, instant ramen for years in the in the UK, and what happened was, um, dietitians started to try and give her different kinds of foods, and she would vomit it out because her body would reject it because her body is only used to instant ramen. Mm-hmm. So, in essence, if you're eating different food, especially at the same time, you're developing your palate and you're developing your gut to process it well. Okay. So. Another thing is, when you're eating foods of different flavors at the same time, like sweet and salty, when you're eating it at the same time, you're doing something called flavor layering. So, I guess this has something to do with developing your palate. Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk about that more. And um, flavor layering is is how you make your body appreciate deeper richer more complicated tastes that's why like um that's why especially in like how do you say like what like what's like elite food what's like what's like the what's the term for that what's the word for it like michelin like michelin like you know those Mich- michelin, michelin foods like glass foods yeah like that I, I forgot like the the exact word. I only think of the clothes ones, like because the clothes, w- the clothes term for rich people food is hot couture, and then there's like a something mm-hmm. cuisine, something cuisine, like bas- okay, rich so cuisine. Why is there something different about their food? Is it more they eat we like especially before in like the aristocratic times they ate a lot of weird food. That's how you get caviar, escargot. Escargot is snails. Caviar is like fish eggs. Truffle. Truffle is like very expensive mm, kind of mushroom. And their tastes are very, very how do you call it? Developed. Acquired. They're acquired, acquired tastes. You don't think it's delicious unless you've grown to have the appetite for it. Because they're that complicated of a flavor. Because especially the foods that I just listed, they're either have a salty and another flavor of taste or have a bitter undertone. Bitter foods, especially, are not appreciated as well if you don't have the development for it, if you don't have the affinity for it. So if you want to do if you want to enjoy escargot or like caviar, things like that, rich foods, you have to develop your palate to like it. So you have to have That's... more variety in your food. Oh. That's interesting. You have to have more I flavor can, I, layers. I agree with this. Yeah. Right? Mm. It's like it's like when I used to not like um ampalaya, you know? Mm-hmm. I used to think it was gross, but then <laughs> I started eating a lot of it and now it's my favorite vegetable. Yeah, and it's good for you. That's why yeah. that's why I'm saying salty and sweet goes together because it promotes healthy Living because you're eating things in moderation. You're not eating too many of one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. Because when you develop your palate, you're not going to want to indulge yourself in one thing most of the time. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to want diversity. So say if you want ice cream and you don't want you don't want to eat like a whole tub of ice cream. You just want a little. Then pair it with something that's different in taste or texture so that your brain, your tongue, and your stomach will think, hey, it's different flavors, it's different profiles, I'm 
layering the flavors and I'm making it more palatable to me. So I'm having a better experience. Therefore, I won't ask for it as much. Because mm-hmm. like, if you think of all the times you overeat, it's usually just one thing that you overate. Like I overate chips. You're just eating that chips by itself. Or you overate, mm-hmm. um, you overate chicken wings. Because it's just that. It's just chicken wings you're eating. But yeah. if you're eating different things at the same time, you're getting more nutrition, especially if you're going to have more vegetables in your variety. You're going Ooh. to have more depth and you're going to have um, less of an appetite to eat more because the experience is so good already in your head that you're like, hey, I don't want to eat more because the experience is so good. It's like, it's so mixed in my mouth, in my brain that my brain is processing this that I won't eat more. That's why it works on like a a human being level. On a human level. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so, so, is there more to this? I feel like there's more. I'm going to talk about like the psychology part of it more. But then like, okay. right now, how do you feel hearing me say the things? I mean, I guess what you were trying to say was that as humans, it's our job to develop our palate. Yes, I guess. But still, this whole sweet and salty thing. So I guess, are are you you trying to say that I have to eat more sweet and salty foods to really appreciate it? Not just sweet and salty, but then like just a variety of the taste. Yeah. I'm not just saying sweet and salty only. You could eat like sweet and bitter. That's why dark Mm -hmm. chocolate exists because it's sweet and bitter at the same time. Like um, umami and sweet like um you're eating seaweed with um champurado what's chum mm. like chocolate porridge <laughs> chocolate porridge you're going to eat things that are associated with different tastes together so that like what i said your appetite will be better your yeah your palate will be better and Essentially, you won't want to eat as much okay. of it. It will be like okay, a it's like a a regulator for you. So that mm-hmm. so that when you eat it, it's like a very good experience already that your brain processes it to be I'm full, I'm good, this experience is good, I'm not gonna eat more. Rather than, oh my gosh, this taste is so good, I'm gonna eat more of it and more of it and more of it. It's kinda like a an addiction. So I guess this this like a it's more of a health tip to eat sweet and salty. <laughs> no, no, to like eat more things. I guess quantity of like different foods mm-hmm. rather than just one thing. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Mm-hmm. A diet tip for all of you who <laughs> struggle with yes. overeating. Yes, you get to. Um, have more variety, have more health. Mm-hmm. Better health. Mm-hmm. Health is wealth. That's what we like. That's what we believe here. Yes. Health and wealth. Well, I, m- I remember I had something to say about sweet and salty food. All right, go. Well, I think we debunked it a bit. What is it? Well, it's okay. I- I'm, I'm going to talk about it anyways. I, w- I was going to say that the reason why sweet and salty and salty doesn't work for me because 
I'm I'm like the type of person who has like because for me sweet foods are like dessert, so you mm-hmm. have that after a meal. Yeah, and usually you know meals are usually salty mm-hmm. when when you think about it. So you know main course. Well, that sounds so fancy. Like, <laughs> you know, like dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have dinner that's salty, and then dessert, and you have dessert. It, the idea of having it at the same time is kind of like my mind just gets overwhelmed from like the flavors. I'm I'm one of those kinds of people where like there's so much flavor and it like overwhelms me, mm. and then I'm just like, this is too much. Oh, see, your brain is your brain is telling you. Your brain is telling you that hey, look, I'm having so much flavors right now. I don't want to eat anymore. Yeah, no, yeah, it's it's weird. And also, foods without the flavors are high calorie, are high in calories, man. So you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, but like, I guess I'm just one of those kinds of people where like, I have my lunch and then I have did I have dessert. So that's like where all the sweet goes in because mm-hmm. I can't have that at the same time because that's just like, I, I mean, too like, much for me. I'm not saying that every meal should be like, okay, yeah, all yeah, the flavors yeah. all together, but then incorporate it more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but that's just for me. That's that's how I work. I guess mm-hmm. I prefer to have like sweet and salt salty foods like separate because like I want to enjoy the sweetness mm-hmm. and like the salty. But after hearing what you just said, I guess I should try to explore a bit more so I don't overeat. <laughs> yes. During the dessert phase of yeah my yeah, right. Because like you're yeah, like oh my gosh I'm craving something sweet and then like eat all the sweet and after oh my gosh. I would love for something salty right now, like a chip yeah, or that's, something. That, that's very interesting you mentioned that, and that's really helpful. Mm-hmm. Wow, you yeah. just blessed me and all those li- and all the listeners. Thank you so much. Just spreading the word. <laughs> spreading the word. Yes. Sweet and salty. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to connect with us or talk about the next episodes with us, you can follow us at Debating Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Once again, that's Debating Pod, D E B A I T I N G P O D, without the dash. Once again, this was Victor. And this was Ronnie. Telling you that salty and sweet do go together, period. Next week, we are going to talk about why I think. Kids are smarter than adults. All the older people in the audience say, okay. (laughs) I'm very excited to talk about this. I hope you guys are excited too. I think we're going to go deep. Thank you so much. Yes. I mean, we're both young. Thank you. Yes, we're both young. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.